He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. This is the Locker Room Guys, brought to you by Chad's Pizza. We start our college basketball, or college football, excuse me, uh, breakdowns today, and there's nothing better than Chad's Pizza and some college football, especially going there to watch a game, too. Uh, me and Luke watched the uh, LSU versus Alabama overtime thriller at Chad's, and the whole bar just went nuts. It was a great time watching it there. Um, yeah, just a dynamic duo there with our partners, Chad's in college football. Sorry. My mom texted me. It was sad. You go, you go. What? Chad's. Oh, I love fucking Chad's dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. The greatest pizza, the greatest place to watch sports. They have a projector and the one that sponsored us. The greatest deals on beverages for people who are of age. These guys would know, not me. Um, The best pizza. Hawkeye. Hawkeye medium, medium. Uh, I'll take a liquor pitcher too. Five dollars, bang for your buck. Keep the olives on it because they don't taste like anything. Don't be a bitch. Greatest pizza of all time, Chad's Pizza. If you haven't had it, buffet too in Dyersville. Go Chad's. Oh yeah, Chad's is the best. Um, every Thursday, every Friday, every Saturday, we go there for a little pregame because they close a little early, which is totally fine. It's the best place to get your night started with a couple liquor pitchers, obviously. Dirty Shirley. Um, Dirty Shirley, like a pitcher. No wave. Vodka Red Bull. Vodka tequila. Red Bull, like your pitcher. Uh, Dollar tequila shots on Wednesday. I mean, can't forget. Go there during the day. Go there's family for some pizza. It's just awesome. Can't beat it. Pizza's awesome. Place is awesome. Everything about it. Shout out, Bino. Yeah, shout out, Bino. Shout out, Bino and all the boys. Sophie. I'm missing one more. Oh, fucking bogey. Yeah, shout out bogey too. But yeah, anyway. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Chads. But uh, today, like I said, we start breaking down the college football teams um, of next season. We're going to start off with the G5 today. So all the teams that aren't in the Power Five and then like Notre Dame and shit. We only have a couple teams that we're going to go over because, I mean, we're not going to waste your time with teams that will, you know, make a shit bowl game and whatever. But, uh, then after that, we have superlatives. So if you don't know what that is, open up a yearbook, your high school yearbook, and look at like the most likely to succeed, all that shit, usually at the bottom of your book. That's kind of what we're doing, but more as like predictions for, you know, co- the college teams this season. But uh, yeah, let's start off with our G5 breakdown. I'm going to start off with Notre Dame because obviously that's a team that people are going to care about most that isn't a Power 5 school. Uh, Notre Dame. So, myself, I can call myself a Notre Dame supporter. I mean, not necessarily a fan. So, I am kind of biased towards their team. But it helps a lot that last year, Marcus Freeman had a hell of a season, their head coach. And they just got, wait, shit, what quarterback? Coin, who, what quarterback did they get in the portal this year? Sam fucking Hartman. Yeah, so the Hunter Dickinson, 
you can kind of compare him to for transfers. Uh, Notre Dame got him to play quarterback. Um, that's just huge. Tyler Buckner, their starting quarterback last year, went to Alabama, but we'll get more on that when we talk about Alabama. Um, yeah, they got the offense. Their offense coordinator went to Alabama, so Freeman promoted their tight end to coordinate their tight ends coach coordinator, which I mean could be a good thing because Notre Dame tight ends are fucking nuts. But uh, I mean Notre Dame, they've like greatly improved from last year. They're one of their running backs is actually one of the highest skilled position players to win Heisman next year. And, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to them. It's just the thing is with Notre Dame, this is a problem here. They have – oh, let me scroll down. Their schedule is just fucking ridiculous. People who shit on Notre Dame for their schedule, actually, I swear they don't, don't look at their schedules because every single year they play, like, USC, like, teams on, teams on the West Coast. They play either Michigan or Ohio State. Then, obviously, they play a lot of ACC competition – but, I mean, for this year alone, they have Ohio State, USC, Clemson, and NC State on the road. It's just, I mean, that could easily be a four-loss season for Notre Dame. I mean, I'm not projecting them to make the playoff or, or even get close, but, I mean, I think what's their over-under at? Nine wins? Yeah, I mean, sounds about right. Yeah, um, basically what I have, Notre Dame, 9-4 last year, pretty solid season on your first year head coach, obviously. Um it's just, and I, especially adding Sam Hartman, I hate Notre Dame. I just don't like them. I think their fans are stupid and annoying because they, they granted, yeah, they may do play, they do play a tough schedule most years. I mean, not every year, but it's just like, that's all you hear about is like, yeah, we're too good for a conference, which I think, I think joining a conference would be awesome for them. I think it really helped. But yeah, they have a gauntlet of the schedule. Like you said, some of the good teams, but there's some a lot of underrated teams they play too. Like, Duke's going to be a lot better because their their quarterback's a stud. Uh, Louisville's going to be, I think, pretty good. And NC State's supposed to be not as bad as people think because they got Brandon Armstrong. Good defense team, at least. Uh, exactly. And they got, like, Brandon Armstrong's a really good quarterback. They got, they got their – they got uh, Virginia's head coach, too, like when they were good with Brandon Armstrong. I don't know. It's a, they, it's, they, it's a gauntlet. I mean, I think with Sam Hartman, it's a lot better. They had the team they had last year. They'd be horrible. But I just don't like Notre Dame. I mean – I think they'll eventually join a conference, but I hope it's soon. But yeah, I am. I you said their wins like nine and a half or something, which makes sense. It's at nine, I think. Nine, yeah, that makes sense for them because I don't know. I if you really believe in Sam Hartman and you really believe that um, Freeman's going to take like even another step, then you you take that over all day. But with their schedule, an uh, taking that under is not a bad idea at all. Right. I agree with you. Uh, the only thing I have to say about him is Sam Harmon, obviously, because Wake Forest, he was kind of carried us. We had three guys on our team that could play football, and he was one of them. He he puts up points. That's what he does. He's a good, he's a really good college quarterback. I don't think I don't know NFL, but he's a really good college quarterback. But look who that play. They play Wake Forest. They play Wake Forest, and I guarantee we're gonna win that game because <laughs> I know Dan. I don't give a fuck where it's at. Um, I, I'm not even mad at Sam Hartman for leaving, though. I understood the move because he gave us how many years? Three years, good years. Got us top ten twice. And I'm like, I'm not going to be mad at him for leaving. Like, probably better his NFL chances going to Notre Dame, a school like Notre Dame. So, not mad at him. But I hope he succeeds and their team sucks. That's probably – it's hard to do if you're a quarterback. But I hope that 
Yeah, he does really good in their defense. Maybe their defense will just suck. No, they, their defense is always good. And Freeman's a defense coordinator yeah, coach. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's the only thing I can think of. I have a couple because... notes on their defense. Um, their defense only allowed 23 points per game last year, and they're, like, projected to just be much better. Like, they got a bunch of transfers. I mean, that's going to be kind of the trend, like, when we talk about a lot of teams. I'm not going to try to, like, bring up transfers unless they're, like, big-time guys just because every single team in college football has got a lot of transfers this year. And obviously, we have no idea how they're going to work out. But, um, like, another thing about Notre Dame, I found, like, super interesting just, like, researching them. By the way, I don't know. I think I forgot to say this. But like all summer, like, every podcast, like, all the popular podcasts, all this, like, all this shit online, I've been, just kind of been, like, going through everything, like, just reading up on everything. So, a lot of things I'll say. Obviously, I didn't fucking, like, watch this last year. But, um, you know, you get what I mean. Just re-fucking saying what other people are. But anyway, uh, they were 7-0 last year when rushing for over 150 yards. And they were 2-4 and four otherwise. And their entire offensive line, for the most part, is coming back. Uh, Joe Alt, he's, like, as high as the top three draft pick going into this year's draft. They had a shit quarterback situation last year. I remember, like, talking with Luke about Notre Dame last year when we covered college football for a little bit. And, like, their quarterback situation was just so fucking terrible. But they were still able to win a lot of games just by running the ball. And they're bringing back their, like, number one running back. So, I mean, that's that's obviously, like, a huge plus for them in that situation. But, I mean, yeah, it's just hard to see where they go when you just keep looking at their schedule. And it's like, I mean, Notre Dame lost to fucking Marshall last year. I don't think they'll lose to a team like Marshall again this year. But, I mean, like Luke said, there's a lot of games on the schedule where they could get caught. And... That's not even to say compared like when they also have Ohio State, USC, and Clemson. Yeah, like the good news is you get they get USC at home, they have Ohio State at home, but like those game and then they're at Clemson. But like those games we were talking about are kind of like borderline very tough. Like they gotta go to Louisville, to Duke, and to NC State. And then even a tough one, they are home against Pitt. Like those are road games that these teams are going to be fired up to play against Notre Dame. Like, who wouldn't be? Especially especially, maybe they're starting to get down from what they have been. So, it's like, this is our time to get back. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be very tough. I like their under, honestly. I didn't even look at it. I haven't looked at all the over-under wins, but I kind of like their under from just seeing their schedule. Like, it's so tough. But then again, you – and what also helps is their under is they don't have, like, a championship game to play. So, like, that's another win you could get. Yeah, if you right. play the championship – in, in your conference and they don't have that so they're literally playing one last game it feels like maybe i don't know i could be wrong maybe they play like an extra game during the year but still that championship game could it could be huge for a lot of teams i can see both ways though with this team i can see them being like surprising then obviously though when they get in the tournament they're just gonna get rolled first game like always if they get into the playoff if they get in they, they just get rolled that's just a yeah another day move if they somehow make the playoff, that would be a miracle. And, yeah, I agree with you. They probably would get rolled. <laughs> I mean, to say Notre Dame. Is... Yeah. In order for Notre Dame to get in, though, they got to go but I, undefeated. I will say, if they, can get in, if they can go undefeated beating Ohio State, USC, Clemson, I mean. They should be in. Then they then they deserve oh, it. They yeah, might do some damage because there's three teams that could probably make the playoffs. I think if they go, yeah, three if they go two out of three in those games – and otherwise, they're undefeated. I think they could still make a really good case for being a playoff team. Well, yeah, say they lose to Ohio State, though, and Ohio State gets in, 
than their losses to a team that's already in. Yeah, I mean, this, yeah, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I just don't, I don't know. I think that the, the, the coaching is just a huge step down. Like, say all you want about Brian Kelly, but he was a really, really good coach. So I don't know. I, Marcus Freeman, though. I, I like did write this down, but I didn't really want to mention it just because, uh, like, who really cares about freshmen right now? But he is doing like a really good job recruiting at Notre Dame. So I mean, I guess like I know a lot of Notre Dame is kind of funny. A lot of Notre Dame fans like they obviously they they really like Freeman right now. He had a great season one, like won that bowl game against South Carolina, who was red hot at the end of the year. But um, they're saying too that like let's say this year. They only won like seven games or something. They'd be calling for his head. So it's like I don't know. It's definitely uh, what have you done for me lately, school? I don't know. I, th- I think they're going to be a very interesting team. That's a perfect way to put it. It's interesting. Like you just don't know. They could go so many ways. That's why I don't really know. I like the quarterback though. That's about <laughs> it. Uh, the next game or next team will do Tulane. So Tulane, they they have like a lot of preseason hype. Uh, last year they were really good. Um, they lose Taji Spears, went to the NFL, running back. Um, I mean, they, they're they saying they got guys to back him up, but Taji Shears, or Spears, whatever, he was an absolute bell cow. So, I mean, it's just interesting to see, like, how that will work. Um, other than that, though, their old line, they returning all four starters, and they just got this transfer from LSU. And when I was researching LSU, they said that that offensive lineman was their biggest loss that they've had to the portal this year. So, I mean, that's good on that part. Uh, Michael Pratt, the quarterback, he's been there. I think he's a f- he's started for four years now. So, he'll be starting again. So, they don't have to worry about that. Um, lost five of their top seven wide receivers, but they added, like, I think three different guys from Power 5 schools. So, I mean, it's it, it's going to be hard to, like, break down these teams just because, I mean, it, it, every single school has so many transfers. I mean, you don't really know. Like, yeah, they lost their five – five of their top seven guys who uh, are production for receiver wise, but then they add five dudes from power five. Like, I don't know, but, um, but yeah, they're going to their defense anyway. I mean, it's nothing special, but they're in AAC school. I mean, they did beat USC last year in a shootout, which is fucking crazy because it's USC, but I mean, that's not nevertheless, but um, yeah, I don't know about Tulane. It's like they had a magical season last year. They return a lot. So, I mean, people, they're obvi- they're getting ranked as high in the preseason ranks for a reason. And um, they have they play Ole Miss early in the year, one of Ole Miss's non-conference games. So, I think that will be the game where we really see, like, how legit they are. But otherwise, in their conference, they should be able to dominate, dominate just fine. They lost one of their coaches, didn't they? Um, I would have to look. Coastal, never mind, wrong team. Yeah, Coastal, yeah. In colors, um, but they are favored to win their conference. But it, it's a, it's not a cupcake of a conference by any means. Yeah, it, it, it ain't too bad. Yeah, like they're they're the odds on odds on favorite. Then like SMU second, UTSA is gonna be a solid again. Like Memphis, FAU, like all these t- teams are like usually yeah, pretty man. solid. So I mean, I don't know. It's not gonna be no cakewalk in their conference, but they are gonna be favored. Obviously, you return your quarterback. It's only going to help your case for being the favorite. And I just like Tulane. They're such a fun team last year, too, with that USC game. And their jerseys just are the best jerseys. Like, yeah. well, top top five jerseys in college football. It's insane. 
how sick they are. So I think that gravitate pulls people towards, like you said, yeah, they were really good last year, but if you look two years ago, they weren't very good. So it's like, maybe it was like a magical run and maybe that's not going to happen again, but they deserve to be that their expectations deserve like where they're at. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's just weird though. Like right here, they're over it's nine and a half, but it's plus odds for the over, which is weird. Right. That's what Notre Dame's was. It's just weird when you see the over. I don't know. I don't really have too much on Tulane. I just know you obviously get your quarterback back. Had a good season last year, but I don't have yeah, too I much mean, on them. That's kind of what I was saying too with like Tulane is they return their entire offense line. You pretty much improved it also. And then, I mean, they lose their bell caliber running back. But, I mean, like even in college, like running backs pretty interchangeable. So, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Tulane, they'll probably – be in like a decent bowl game just because they'll have like so many wins, but I don't imagine them like upsetting a team like USC again this year. Won't be in like the, they're in cop. Well, I think it was last year. They won't be there. There, I don't think. No, it was a pretty big bowl, especially because like, I mean, the expectations will help, but like last year they were just they like, they're dominating everyone. I'm pretty sure like they killed everyone and ran through their schedules. So it's like okay, they definitely people were wondering do they deserve to be in that that Cotton Bowl against USC, and then they showed they did, and so that that might help them actually this year. Okay, they got a quarterback back. They got the majority of guys back. Like maybe these guys do belong, but I guess we'll, we'll see. Uh, the next team I have UTSA. So just I was just pulling teams off of um like the preseason, fucking whatever AP polls, and UTSA was like one of the teams that was up there. But um, so last year they were ranked twelfth best offense in the nation. Their quarterback who has been there for seven years. This is his fourth year as a starter, and apparently he's fucking awesome. He's a left-handed quarterback, but so take that as you will. But, uh, yeah, um, and, like, UTSA, it's another similar situation as Tulane where they're just returning a shit ton of people. Um, they're also, like, I think Logan brought this up last, last, um, last week's episode. Like, you're – you kind of see like with UTSA, Tulane, like other schools like that in the G5, they're getting power five guys that just don't get as many opportunities as they would like at the normal school. And so like a lot of these um, G5 teams are going to be super interesting next year. I mean, I I talked about how Maction just got completely fucking like all their players got plucked, but on the same end, I mean, it's, they're getting their guys too from power five schools. So yeah, it's super interesting to look at. And uh, yeah, UT UTSA, it's going to kind of be interesting what they can do this year. Yeah. This is one of the Frank Harris. He's a stud. I remember two years ago when they went like undefeated pretty much. Then he was, there was a wagon to, to bet on and take their over. They were that like electric and they were last year too. I took their over so many times just because, you know, they were going to put up points as well. The other teams can compete, but Going to their like so their third odds on favorite to win their conference is weird because SMU is two and they lost Mordecai, Tanner Mordecai. So and Tulane got their guy back, UTSA got their guy back. So that's kind of interesting, I thought. But I mean, we look at Frank Harris's numbers last year 4,000 yards, 70 completion percentage, 32 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. It's like that's insane. Like, again, I don't care where I know you're like a like a G5 and stuff, but that, that's insane stat line as a college quarterback. But no, he is a lot of fun to watch. I remember I had they had like a game last year, it was early in the year, it was like Houston versus UTSA. I had them to cover, and it was like Houston would score, be like, okay, I know they're gonna go down score again too, like themselves. It was a 
they're they're actually a lot of fun to watch. They're an exciting team, though. I actually like. I don't mind that them winning the conference either because what do you get it at? You can get it at three ninety right now. So your yours has them tied with them. Yeah, mine's tied with Fandu. SMU. Draft Fandu, Kings, yeah. What's yours? DraftKings is they're four twenty five. Four twenty five. Wow. SMU's three sixty. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't even mind that either. Yeah, especially with the quarterback. This is going to probably be his last year. I'd hope so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I, you never know with the COVID shit, all that weird shit. But like, he's obviously with the experience he has, and this if this is his last year, their third favorite. And like Tulane, you don't know with Tulane, obviously with losing like the running back and everything. I like because I I remember watching him because remember last year it was we were at we were in Iowa City we bet UTSA to beat Houston. Houston to beat Houston we had UTSA I'm covering yeah but like basically yeah, but it was like oh, yeah when they covered it, yeah so like, it was like a close spread and he, he was balling and like and UTSA the Roadrunners isn't it it's just a fun name to cheer for <laughs> they're they're a fun team I'm like I don't even mind that like that conference champion right there like that's a, like i wouldn't be surprised if i end up taking that just because i want a team in that conference to brute for they're on right. you want to have at least a team like i'm not going to put a ten dollar like a unit on it i might put two dollars on it but at least i have something there to root for and stuff which i i like that so yeah i mean other than those teams though uh i really don't i don't know if you guys want to get in any other Teams like Boise State apparently supposed to be like kind of back. Obviously not back to like fucking Tostitos Bowl, Boise State. But like Troy, Troy was really good last year. But I, I don't. I'm pretty sure they're not like supposed to be as good as last year. Last year I had like a stretch where it's like you see Troy and I'm like, like I'm covering against App State. Like that was that was like, it was game day at App State and it was like huge spread. I'm like, there's a game day. I feel it, and it's a rivalry too. I'm like, this this feels pretty easy, and then they almost won outright. But no, that count. These like Sun Belt, the Fun Belt, what they call it. Yeah. That's like the Coastal Carolina, Troy, App State, South Alabama, like Marshall. That's a, actually is a very fun like conference to watch. And yeah, like Coastal's like third odds on favorite. I might take them because I did pick them as one of my teams. But yeah, like you said, Boise State is not supposed to be good. I think Fresno State's supposed to be solid. Um, Liberty's supposed to be pretty decent. Like Western Kentucky is supposed to win, win Conference USA, but they're always like their quarterback just is going to put up the most ridiculous numbers, numbers of right. all time. Or I that, think, Luke, I think they lost her. Um, they got. I thought they had their right back, but they either, either lost way they went head from coach Patrick. coordinator. But okay, yeah, but like it's just like funny because they I think they got the quarterback back who put up the same numbers last year. I could be wrong, but. I mean, you go from Zappy to him, they just put up video game numbers, and so they're always fun, but. The only, really the only thing you you look for when you're talking about these teams right now, like is like the G five and stuff, is just how much fun are they to watch and like can many, they score? It's basically put the ball in the end score. zone. That's just gonna be the most fun. And it feels like to be good in these conferences, that's what all these teams do. Yeah, it's so not that's really why deep. It's not really that's why it's like these guys. It's fun to watch them and kind of get invested in like the MAC and like because they play all the, all the time, like on weekdays, which is awesome. And then you got these guys. Like they're gonna put up so many points, so that's why I always actually like kind of paying attention a little bit to these teams, but fun to bet I don't on. full go full into depth because that's gonna be hard to know every guy. But yeah, fun to bet on. So I do suggest getting into it. Easiest way to get into these teams is start betting on them, and then you're gonna watch them and you'll be like, okay, this kid's cool. I like watching him play. Mm-hmm. Like just random guys. So yeah, it's just a little tidbit for the fans. It's like get into these smaller conferences. They're a lot of fun. Yeah, and plus shout out Western Kentucky and Troy last year put up. Game of the year on that fifty dollar bet on that <laughs> smacked. 
The so over. That's, yeah, the over. Didn't even know why I put it, but well, and like you said, Liberty just got Coast Carolina's coach. I don't know if it's a head coach or is it OC? But I mean, they got if it's OC too, like all these guys are offensive teams. So like they're getting a new guy. Does it say on there? Jimmy Chadwell, I'm pretty sure he was the head coach. Yeah. So they got a new coach out in Coast Carolina's had success. So they're going to be. Yeah. They were in 31 and six over the last three seasons. There's no other like bet I'd rather place than like over unders on these kind of games. Like it's not, I don't like betting spreads on these games, the over unders in these games, because it's like you probably won't watch it but you'll have it on your action and then just randomly you'll just see touchdown after yes, touchdown. You're like, Oh my God, fun. they scored. Like, it's not like, I'm not going to bet spreads. Luke might, cause he's into like those teams, and but I back. just take a wild guess on teams over unders. And this is the conference. Going back. Do. One thing I also really like is like, if you're looking at futures on these championships, like to win these conferences, you get like five, six teams deep before you get into the triple or the, the quadruple digits, I guess like 10 to one. You look at like SEC, it's like oh the fourth team or the third team. Like you, you don't know who's winning these conferences. Like there's like four or five teams that you could win it all. Yeah, like, that's what's really fun about it too. Oh, once you like get into these conferences, though, it's some of the best football fucking ever. It like Cook. it's like Cook. how much we love the Big East. I I mean, obviously the Big East yeah. has way more respect compared to the other Power Five conferences, but I mean, just how exciting. Like, the best part. Yeah. The best part about it is it's it's bad football a lot of times. And I do I like bad football because it's chaos. Like chaos is so much fun to watch. Football's like, a chaos. Like college football, like NFL at times, obviously NFL is like awesome, but at times it's just too like good. Too you watch this, like these even power five teams too. It's like it's so much fun to watch because there's chaos. You're like, what the hell is going on? Like Hail Mary's like lateral is like <laughs> oh, we're we're gonna go 70 yards to score a touch 75 yards to score a touchdown in in like 20 seconds but it's it's easily easily you can do it in college football because it is that much fun so should happen that's what's that's fun about these games especially like the mac that's why i call it match and the fun belt like they have these cool nicknames but it's so much fun you don't have to get into it like knowing all the players just know a little bit about the teams. Like, do they score? Do they not? Yeah. Know the quarterback. Maybe. Just know the quarterback and throw some throw the over under on it, and you're gonna have so much fun. If you can get into the over unders on these games, I'm telling you, it's some of the funnest times of your life. Because you're not probably you're probably not gonna watch the game, but the right. thrill of swiping and just going into action every ten minutes and seeing if that team scored is the funniest thing ever. Especially if they play on like Fridays and stuff. Yeah. Just, yeah. Anywho. Um. All right. We do. Do we want to get into our superlatives? Let's do it. All right, let's get into our locker room guys yearbook here. I guess you can call it. Let's start off. I'll start at the top of the list and then go down. But uh, best transfer quarterback. I will start. Uh, and I'll kind of, I wrote down like pretty much everybody that's worth mentioning. Just so then, like if I say something, somebody that you guys have, I can just go pick another one. But uh, I'll start off with Sam Hartman. I mean, Sam Hartman, was, I, I think it was at least, I think he was like right behind Travis Hunter for being that highest like graded stars wise and um for transfers this year. Uh him going to Notre Dame too, like this real talented team, like with that old line, like I was talking about too. Um, yeah, I mean he just lit it up at Wake Forest and we'll see what he can do at Notre Dame. But I think like talent wise anyway, best tra- best transfer QB like this season will be Sam Hartman. Yeah, I'm right with you on that. Obviously, I was going to take him because he left my favorite team, and I loved him. He's a dog. but So I think he has a great chance to be good, especially with a better 
he's probably going to have a lot better offense around him. So I think he's definitely the best transfer quarterback in my eyes. Yeah. Um, I had him down, but I figured you guys would take him too. So I also wrote down another guy that I am really excited to watch in Shadur Sanders. I mean, I, I, I really think he's going to translate fine. Like he, he probably could have went somewhere bigger out of high school than Jackson state, but his dad's there. No, he went to um, Florida Atlantic first. Right. Because yeah, I mean, no, I, I understand, but it's like, and he was a freshman young and then you follow your dad. Yeah. So and FAU was good at the time. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, he, he put up numbers last year, obviously I understand it's in the, <laughs> not a great conference. We have 40 touchdowns and six interceptions. Like that's insane. I don't care where you're playing. You got to remember his teammates around him aren't the same thing. Your coaching staff's not the exact same, but I'm excited to watch him. I know it's Colorado. They're probably not going to be as good as people think, or maybe a lot better than some people think. Depends on what side you're at. But I really excited to see how he does with uh, Dion as their quarterback, like quarterback in, in the power five. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no idea what to think of him really. I know he's like super talented, but I mean, like, I said it once, said it a thousand times on the show. Like after watching that uh, championship, that like their conference championship or whatever, and just seeing like how much time he had, especially like when their team was much more talented. Like I don't know, I I don't know how well, but he's also in the um Pac-12 and the Pac-12. All my through all my researching, every time I click on like the defensive art- article about how good a Pac-12 defense is going to be. Literally every time it's either this defense is dog shit or it will, it'll get, you'll get away with it being in the Pac-12. Like you'll just fit in with everybody else. Like that's how bad they are. So, I mean, yeah, he, we'll see. But the thing with Colorado though, which we'll obviously talk about Colorado when we get to our Pac-12 show. If they win four games, that's fucking huge. I mean, a lot of people have him winning. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, that's why I think like if he can come in, yeah, I think it, more reason I picked it too is I think it's like best transfer quarterback. I think it's going to be interesting too. To like the maybe not best, but most fun to like watch <clears throat> as you like see how he does right. kind of thing. Yep. But I'm kind of like going off of, I guess, because I don't want to pick Sam Hartman. I mean, I, obviously you all did, but another, I was going to take, I mean, you'll probably say it when we say it here, but, like, Devin Leary even going, like, that's huge. That was another guy I was going to take. I think he'll probably be better than San- Shadur Sanders, but I wanted to say him just right. because I'm excited to watch. He's the most interesting guy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we also, just some, like, honorable mentions, Cade, Cade McNamara at Iowa. Like, obviously, I mean, with that offense, who knows, but he's obviously going to be a, a massive upgrade. So there's that. Then Tanner Mordecai going from SMU to Wisconsin – under Phil Longo, who was an offense coordinator for Drake May, and then obviously Luke Fickle, who's an air raid type of guy. That would be really interesting to see Wisconsin kind of spray it. But, uh, yeah, and then DJ Uangale going to Oregon State, which did you know that Oregon State went, I think it was 10-3 and three last year? No, they're really good. They're like, very good. That's fucking crazy. And I think – Running back is a stud. And uh, the thing with – He's a stud. The thing with uh, transfer quarterbacks, too, if you even look back to last year or even the year before that, transfer quarterbacks under, like, new systems, they, for the most part, they do really fucking good. I mean, I could go on a list, a huge list of guys just last year who fucking killed it. So, I mean, looking at a guy like DJ Uangale, who 
was one of the top quarterbacks in his class, if not number one, I forget, but maybe just a change will really like boost him up a lot. And I mean, we'll get into Oregon State too, but like they had a, they had a really good defense last year and they had a really good run games. So I mean, that's only going to help you as a quarterback. Yeah. Like, they say what you want, how he played at Clemson. They had both of those and they won games with it. Yeah. Like with mm-hmm. DJ. So I think Oregon State will be able to do that. I'm rooting for DJ. I love him. Just because he like he had a bad, so then people are kind of like hating on him, saying he's not good. That's when I always pick the person up because then and, you know if I, like, I never gave up on him. So and if it doesn't why. work, he's got baseball. Yeah, yeah he got drafted. <laughs> so <laughs> to the Dodgers. Perfect. Um, the next Kershaw. The next uh, superlative we have best new quarterback. So any quarterback that like wasn't a transfer but is stepping in to like you know bigger shoot or shoes from last year. Um, I'm going to take Cade Klubnick from Clemson. Uh, speaking of DJ Uangale, uh Cade Klubnick's a guy who's coming in for him. Uh, last year when he got in the game, he was very fucking good. I'm a huge Cade Klubnick fan. I even put a future on the on the Tigers uh, to win the national championship. Like Cade Klubnick, I get it where when he would come into a game, it wasn't because he was starting. And preparing for DJ Uangale compared to Cade Klubnick is two totally different things. So I can, I can see why, like, he, like, when he came in, he was, like, successful. But still, he's a true freshman. He played really fucking good. And everybody is shitting on their targets last year. And um, them getting Garrett Riley, TCU's offense coordinator, that obviously turned fucking TCU into, like, one of the most unstoppable offenses last year. I think, like, there's no ceiling for this kid. So, I mean, I, yeah, Cade Klubnick's my best new quarterback. Uh, I'm going to one-up you and take a guy that beat uh, Kate Klubnick in the bowl game. It's, it's Joe Millen. Um, I looked over him last year. I thought Kate would come in and Clemson would dominate TC, or Tennessee, but Joe Millen absolutely dominated that game, and he's a monster. He has a cannon for an arm. Greatest arm ever. Um, and you saw Tennessee's offense last year. It's probably going to be the same. I know they lost in wide receivers, but I bet you couldn't name those wide receivers going into the last season either. They came out of nowhere. These guys are coming out of nowhere. These guys are transferring in. They played. Joe Millen has an absolute cannon on him, and it's going to be so much fun to watch Tennessee put up even more points than they did last year. They're going to be better than they were last year. I think they might even win the SEC because Josh Hupel and um, Joe Millen are that good. I'm going to say it right now. I think Joe Millen is better than Hendon Hooker. Um, well, that's a, that's just the thing, though, because Joe Milton came in from Michigan as a transfer, was supposed to get the starting role last year, Hendon Hooker beat him, and then, uh, I mean, that's just kind of how that worked out. I mean, I think Joe Milton did have, like, injury problems at Michigan or something like that, but yeah, obviously, you can throw the ball a mile. It, it's just that if you do believe that Josh Heupel will make this offense just as good as it was last year, then, yeah, you should just you should totally buy into Tennessee again. It's just, I don't know. It's just really hard for how much they miss. But Luke, you had a great point. And you couldn't name, like, anybody on that team going into last year. And now they're all, like, every you know, everybody knew who they were by the end of the year. So, Yeah, I just like them because, obviously, they're going to put up points. And if you have a quarterback who can throw it that far, that's going to be so fucking fun to watch, especially because we might be there live. So I'm rooting for him in every way. <laughs> Sometimes he throws it too hard. Oh, right. Do. Like they people have said that they'll be running, they'll run slants or like screen pass and they'll throw it like he, he doesn't have like a, he can't let up, I guess. 
Maybe he learned oh, how yeah, to do that. Breaks. He'll just throw it 100 miles per hour every time. So maybe he figures that out. But I don't know. I think he's going to be a lot of fun. I, I think people are sleeping on him so much because I really think he's so much more talented than Hennon Hooker. And I was – the I had Hennon Hooker for Heisman before season started last year. I'm doing it again this year because I think this guy's even better. Yeah, that's fair. My guy? Our Zoom's about to run out, so we'll be right back. All right, yeah, mine is uh, Cal McCord. I'm a, I've been an Ohio State guy. I'm always an Ohio State guy. I love I love receivers. I love Marvin Harrison and Marvin Harrison Dick Ryder, Igbuka and Julian Fleming. Luke knows he's one of my guys since high school. He was so I I always root for Ohio State almost every year, and I like I did a pass offense. I like how they run the Big Ten. They're used to not right now. They don't kind of, but so yeah. And I have a future on them. So Cal McCord is my guy. Yeah, I think the coolest thing about Calvin Court, too, is that he has that connection already with Marvin Harrison Jr. in high school. And, uh, yeah, now he's just stepping in. Obviously, probably could have started at a lot of schools, but he decided to sit behind um, fucking – Pretty good What's his fucking name? He's, yeah, he's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, CJ Stroud. Yeah, yeah. Heisman finalist, CJ Stroud. But, yeah, uh, the thing is, though, Ohio State – they have so many fucking good quarterbacks that if, like, McCord did suck, that they have, I think, two five-stars behind them. So I know, like, there's a lot of – like, when I was looking up shit about Ohio State, it was, like, kind of weird because they didn't know right away if it was McCord's job, but I think it's, like, pretty much set in stone now. Yeah, he'll start. Uh, he'll be good. Uh, Going back to – you said Klubnik can get him at 14-1. to 1. You can get uh, um, my guy, Joe – Milton, at, I can't find him. I'm so sorry. I did not come. Plus 2,500. 25, 25 to 1. And then you can get Logan's guy at Keep going. down here. Wait. Yeah, that's what we like. Anywho, on to the next because I'm trying to find him as I'm scrolling. Uh, I'm just going to bring up just a few honorable mentions. Uh, Carson Beck at Georgia. I think I have a future on him. I, I know Luke does, but. um. Yeah, like Stetson Bennett was a Heisman finalist last year just from being like the quarterback of the best team in college football. Obviously, I fucking love Stetson Bennett. I don't know if he's going to be able to fill his shoes just winning wise, but he's going to be more talented. He has, he's way more gifted than Stetson Bennett. So if he can just, you know, figure out how to just manage a game, even he could be in the conversation. Um, and then I have Drew Aller from Penn State. He's the number one quarterback in his class. Uh, sat behind Sean Clifford last year. Now he's coming in. Um, Penn State, they they honestly have, like, a really good chance at winning the Big Ten. Obviously, they have to beat fucking Ohio State and Michigan, but I think that they have the team to do it. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching Drew Aller play. Yeah, Kyle, so Kyle, of course, 22-1, to one, going back to that. And then the other guys you said, um, Carson Beckingham at 20-1. to one, I like that a lot, like, because for the reasons you said, he can just – be a Stetson Bennett, he's going to be a lot more, like, appealing to the eye than Stetson Bennett was. Like, people always said Stetson Bennett just is there. He's making making the right plays, defense carrying. If they come out and go undefeated again, I think it's going to be – Carson Beck's going to get a little bit more respect. So, I think that's a big thing. And then the Drew Allery get 25-1, to 1, which I do like that too because if Penn State runs through the Big Ten and wins the Big Ten, he's got to be in that conversation because they're not doing it without, like – without a quarterback. You can't beat Michigan and Ohio State and go undefeated in the Big Ten without a Heisman 
level quarterback. It's just like going to be very, very hard because you're not going to have the run game Michigan always has and the, that defense Michigan has with when they had McCarthy and they won with him. So it's like, I think the main reason for it, it will be Drew Aller if they go in the Big Ten. He'll be like a off-brand Trace McSorley. And we just a way, a way bigger, like quarterback looking Trace McSorley. Yeah. Trace McSorley, he was one who's contended with. So it's just going to be, this is going to be interesting. If you really believe in Penn State, you could, I, I don't know the odds on them to win the Big Ten. It's like, it's not that big. It's like 600, I think. I'd almost rather just take Drew Eller. I, I have values be Luke. I have a future on both. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just took, I took Penn State, but I mean, it does not hurt to sprinkle in Aller then if you think they're going to run through the Big Ten right. because just because I think the respect you're going to get that he's going to get by everyone that's the Heisman that is he was the guy that beat them both and won, went undefeated and won the Big Ten. He's the guy that came in and do it. So that's why I think like. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my God, he's got it. He deserves it." Almost something like that. That's fair. Uh, the next superlative we have: new head coach that is most likely to succeed in their first year. I'm gonna go with the curveball. Kind of brought it up earlier, but Garrett Riley, offense coordinator at Clemson. Um, Clemson, I, I would have to go through my notes, look at it, but they lost a ton of games that are like one possession games. Um, their offense would just seem like just stagnant like a lot and Garrett Riley being kind of like the offensive mastermind behind, by the way, he's fucking Lincoln Riley's brother. So, I mean, they're kind of, I mean, they coach kind of the same way and uh, for his success, like going into last year, Max Duggan wasn't even their starting quarterback. It was a guy who's going to be starting next year, but um, yeah, Max Duggan comes in and fucking what's his name? Kinshawn fucking Johnson. What's his John. Quinn Johnson. Yeah, Quinn, Quinn Johnson. I mean, he just absolute star last year. They, they I mean, TCU had so many guys drafted just from their offense in general and what he can do with Clemson talent. I mean, I imagine the possibilities are endless. So, yeah, I'll take Garrett Riley. I like that. Um, I'm going to go with head coach. I'm going to go – I think Luke Fickle is going to – just the change he's going to make at uh, Wisconsin, he's going to be insane. Do Part of the reason is because, like, Wisconsin, even though they've been bad the last couple of years, you still respect them every time, like, they play. Like, it is Wisconsin. It's Wisconsin. It's Wisconsin. They know how to – they just know what they're doing there. They have, a, like, a culture there. They know how to win. So, I just think – I think Luke Fickle's a guy that knows how to win, too. So, I think – I don't know if he's going to come in and just he, – he might win the West, but I don't, I don't, I don't think he will. But he – if he does, or even if he doesn't, I still think if they just have a good year and they score points and they're more fun to watch and it, it's going to be a, a good a plus for Wisconsin fans. Yeah. I mean, they bring in Phil Longo from North Carolina, like you said earlier, uh, coach fucking Drake, that Drake may offense and um, yeah. Tanner Mordecai from SMU who just light up scoreboard. So yeah, this air raid Wisconsin is going to be so fucking weird, but I mean, I'll, I'll I'd be interested to see if it works. I mean, in the Big Ten West, which is just fucking two yards in a cloud of dust, but. Not that. We don't play that pussy football here. <laughs> it's like USC and UCLA are going to bring that to us, <laughs> that pussy football. We don't play that. I also took Fickle because I don't like any other coach that's coming in. I don't think anything highly of him, and I can't say Matt Rule because it's Nebraska. I hate Nebraska, so I won't say that ever. So, yeah, I took Fickle. I think 
because he obviously he did it at Cincinnati. He can do it. Right. And with a program like Wisconsin with probably better players, I guess he did have sauce and like Rit- Ritter in them, but you get those guys. Yeah, you're gonna get Wisconsin. you're gonna get more guys at Wisconsin. So I think he's gonna be even better. It's gonna be different though for him when he's playing Big Ten because it's it's hard to switch come to the mm-hmm. Big Ten because Big Ten's so different than all of college football. I'm blanking on so his name right now, him. Luke. I don't know if you remembered, but Wisconsin's running back right now is like one of the best running backs in the nation. Uh fucking twenty eight. Uh, of course I can, he is. I can get it right now. Uh Braylon Allen. Maybe we're, maybe we're, Braylon Allen. Yes. Yeah, he'll he'll have a massive season for them guys. Like even though, like this is gonna be an air raid offense. Like Braylon Allen's gonna fucking tear it up. So, uh, yeah, they maybe I mean, we're gonna for the Big Ten West young. too. They should have they should easily be able to have the deadliest offense. So, should exactly because that you look at every team at the top, defensive heavy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they should, they should be able to have one the best if one of the best if not the best. Uh, yeah, then just honorable mentions for this. Uh, Deion Sanders, obviously, but like I said before, if he wins four games, like if you – what Colorado win zero or one game last year, I don't know. But if you're a coach – Yeah, if you're a coach and you improve by four wins, I mean, that's all you can really fucking ask for. Like, that's great. Like, if you do that at any other program, like, you – I mean, the fans are happy. So, yeah, like one step at a time with him. And then uh, Hugh Freeze at Auburn um, – that's just weird because it's he, the entire Auburn team. He had to flip on its head and just fill it with transfers and shit. He's going to kill it in recruiting. I mean, he always has. And, uh, oh, another thing today I was listening to about Hugh Freeze is a fucking quarterback wizard with the worst people ever. He has Peyton Thorne coming in from Michigan State. And he sucks balls. But when you look at Hugh Freeze, he was at Liberty with Malik Willis. He was at Ole Miss with like Swag Kelly. Like all of his quarterbacks that he's won with are all fucking terrible. And the next and when they move on, but he makes them look like fucking Pro Bowlers. Like he's he's unreal. Yeah, I mean, questionable guy, but right, good football coach. That's all that matters. You can coach football. I don't care. Yeah. Well, maybe, but anyway, you get the point. <laughs> Uh, the next. I'm excited. Oh yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm excited to see how he does. Like, like what that's gonna look like. All football coaches because he freeze. Uh, he freeze did some questionable things at Ole Miss, but it's Ole Miss. Like, it's for him. Uh, whatever. Yeah. I think it's funny though. Uh, <laughs> best dynamic duo is the next one. I mean, you could go like a lot, a lot of fucking ways here. I'm gonna go with my boys though. Uh, Xavier Worthy and Adani Mitchell at Texas. They're both wide receivers. Um, Adani Mitchell is the highest-rated wide receiver transfer in the class. I think he was, like, third overall and for transfers, like, stars-wise. And uh, Xavier Worthy could have been a first-round draft pick last year, but he um, decided to stay another year. And Quinny Ewers now, I think, is second favorite to be win Heisman. Like, there's shit ton of hype going around Texas. I mean, there's... It's understandably why they've had the best team that they had in fucking forever. So, but yeah, I'm going to ride behind them guys. Like everything's pointing towards Texas having a great season and those two are just fucking studs. So I was, I was thinking about that. Like, I, they're going to be very good. I think for sure, because like you said, um, he was already a stud. Like, so obviously you already got that and you already get the chemistry, but, um, what'd you say his name was? The 
guy from Georgia. Is that who you're talking about? A Donnie Mitchell. The guy, yeah, Mitchell. I thought, it was, yeah, because he's like AJ Mitchell. I think is what they say, but yeah, he is a mon- that's so underrated. He he was their best receiver at Georgia, like most talented receiver at Georgia last year. Obviously, you lose that from a couple of their weapons they had, but talent wise, not even close with Bowers and Washington. Like man. he was, he was the guy. So I do like that a lot. And yeah, like you said, Quinners is second now, twelve to one. It's pretty good. Did you already put that in? Quinners Heisman? Did you put a Heisman for him or no? I know I have one in, but I might have got him when he was second. So you second now? He's yeah. I I think I got him at twelve to one. Yeah, which is very good because yeah, I mean right now he's tied for second, but I do like that pick. I thought like when I was thinking about this, I thought of him. I did. I thought of him right away. For some reason, I thought of Quinn Ears, and I was gonna do like a trio, but yeah, just because I think throw them in, but him in too. But they have a top no, three tight like end too from Alabama. Yeah, but I, I like that pick a lot. What like Jack Mack was saying from Barstool, he said Quinn Ears is just like he's got to do it this year, obviously because he's yeah, got like Manny yeah, behind him, to. and like he's the greatest, like one top five greatest like high school recruit of all time as a quarterback. Besides, for quarterbacks, like, for quarterbacks, he's the highest rated ever. Yeah, highest mm-hmm. rate ever. So therefore, he is the greatest recruit as a quarterback of all time, and he's shown it at times. But there's also times when obviously he got like, injured and stuff. But he's he's shown it at times. But if he can show it, like if he can keep it going, like he had going last year before he got hurt, he that they're gonna be dangerous because he's could be probably Heisman probably he would be Heisman probably. I'm ex- like I'm really I've never hated too. Texas. I know like a lot of people say it's like you gotta love them or hate them. I don't think that's it. I don't really. I mean, I not for. Us. I always like Texas just for. I don't know why. I hate because I liked that. Colt McCoy. I hated Bama at the time. Like Colt McCoy was there, and he almost beat it. I don't know, but I've never had a problem with Texas. If they stop wearing black socks with their, then I'd be. Then I'd really like them. I just think football is gonna be way more fun when Texas is good. It's yeah. that because when they are good and teams beat them, it's gonna be awesome. Like everyone's gonna like. There's love more. Con- that. There's, there's more so much shit talking. There's more when they suck when they're and they lose, it's like, who cares? You beat Texas. Congratulations. They were terrible. That's why it's going to be so much better when they are good. And then Texas fans can rub it in and be like, yeah, we're the, we're the best. We just won the big 12 undefeated, blah, blah, blah. Then other teams can dish it back. That's why I just want Texas to be good. More controversy, which is awesome. Yeah, which is fun. Chaos. We need chaos. Mm-hmm. Shit talking and everything. You go first. Cause I'm the one that I was going to say, I'll have to give it to Logan. Okay. Mine's Marvin Harrison and Egg Buka. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty, pretty good one. Well, yeah, then you throw in I mean, Fleming, too. Fleming, too. The Fleming's, thing is, Fleming's not going to get a lot of receptions, but he's a touchdown guy. And yeah. then, uh, let's not forget they have Mayan Williams and Trayvon Henderson as the running backs. And Kate Silver at tight end. Over And Stover's Silver, day. I think people rate the top ten tight ends in college football. Everyone puts them at like 10, 12. The only reason is because he's got three unbelievable receivers and two unbelievable running backs. He's the greatest. So like, he's like the sixth option on the team. One of the greatest like prospects to go like or going into the draft wide receivers ever. He's supposed to go number two as a wide receiver. Who Marvin Harrison? Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Like how? And then like Igbuka had. I mean, last like, year had stats wise was like just with him. I have some everything. numbers last year. They combined for 150, 151 catches, twenty four hundred yards, and twenty four touchdowns between the two. And that yeah, so, and then you have Fleming in that's, there. Get rid of a lot I mean, and Jigba. He didn't really play much, but still, he was in there a little bit. So 
Yeah, that I mean, it's. I'm gonna go with one I think is gonna be awesome this year, and it's guys from Penn State. I'm taking Nichols Singleton and Katron Allen. Great pick. Two freshman running backs last year. I mean, let's not. They were two freshmen last year, and they dominated. It wasn't just one of those like we kind of said with the Big Ten, like, oh, my God, yeah, you just get carries. These guys were unbelievable good running backs. Like, Cajun Allen had more carries. He had 167 compared to Singleton's 156, but Singleton's way better. He had 200 more yards, 12 touchdowns to 10 touchdowns. Like, these two were unbelievable last year. They're really the reason they were so good. Yeah, he averaged seven yards a carry, Singleton did, as a freshman. And they're then really Katron Allen, what, I was, they're both freshmen. They're going to be sophomores this year. It's going to help almost having Drew Aller, I think, because they're like, okay, maybe we got res- – if he, if he can come out and show that he can pass, Open these two up. are going to be so good. I Last year, was, they were unbelievable. Yeah, Luke, that's why I'm drinking, like, the Penn State Kool-Aid so much. I mean, one day, they have three – I think is three um, NFL, like, prospects on their O-line. One of them is projected to be a top-five pick, and – then, like with Drew Aller, I watched an interview with him today. He was talking about Nick Singleton and um, Katron Allen, and he's like, "Yeah, my freshman year, he's like, it was just so much to take in because he was backing up Sean Clifford, and like, obviously, I mean that he he like did uh he was a fall transfer or whatever. Like he graduated high school early, whatever, and he got like thrown in, and he's like, holy fuck, like this is he like had like a real like come to earth moment. But he's like, then I look over at Nick Singleton and Katron Allen, and they're just fucking dominating everybody. And he's like, those two are like the most dangerous. Like, they just make everything look easy. Like, this Penn State offense as like, they should have everything they need just to be so dominant. But the thing is, like, it's just all sophomores. I mean, like, a lot of their weapons are. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. But, yeah, like, even, like, a jump from freshman to sophomore year is going to be a lot. I feel like, especially with these the two running backs, they got a whole year of experience, and the knowledge you gain in one year, obviously, is going to be crazy. And they played through; they didn't just sit and watch people play and learn. And then um, Drew Aller, yeah, too. It's like learning from. I know Sean Clifton may not have been the best quarterback, but he's been there forever. Like he knows what he's doing. He knows the insides and outs. So yeah, I I'm all in on Penn State too with you, Joey. Like completely. Um, some honorable mentions. Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards at Michigan, like we, me and Luke both, or Luke just brought up a running back group, but this on paper that should, should easily, yeah, be, be the best rushing attack or dynamic duo. But then also, I have Romeo Dunze and Jalen McMillan at Washington. Um, Michael Penix was thrown to these two last year, and they were fucking unbelievable. When if you look at like list of top receivers in college football this year. In some order, one through four. It's one through four. It's Marvin Harrison, Ibika Buka, fucking uh, Roma Dunze, and Jalen McMillan. Like, these two guys are fucking unreal at Washington. I can't wait to watch Washington play. Um, I also have KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders at Arkansas. These guys are going to run it down your fucking throat. And their O-line's unreal, too, I mean, with Sam Pittman. So, yeah, those are just some honorable mentions I have. KJ Jefferson is it is like he, it's insane how much he looks like Cam Newton. Yeah, he's just not near. He's just not near as good. Be. It's like not even close. But yeah, and he was a stud last year, the running back. So I had to. Yeah, the, that's a that is a rushing attack. Have you ever seen one? They're gonna run, 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 run until you stop 
them and they might try to pass and it's just they're just not it's not gonna work because KJ Jefferson's throwing the ball. So I, I <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be he he was really good with Traylon Burks, but Arkansas isn't a place you really look to go to if you're a wide receiver. Mm, not at all. Especially if KJ is your quarterback. Right. You're not gonna want to go to yeah. Arkansas. Like this guy just runs it down your throat. <laughs> uh, the next award or award superlative we have is most fun player to watch. Um, I'm gonna go with Dorian Singer at USC. So USC, they did exactly what they did with Jordan Addison from Pitt last year. They grabbed the best wide receiver in the transfer portal, one of the best wide receivers in college football last year, and uh, Dorian Singer from Arizona. And, yeah, this dude fucking has it all to be an unreal wide receiver, and he has uh, the Heisman Trophy favorite and reigning Heisman Trophy winner, Caleb Williams, throwing it to him in a fucking Lincoln-Riley offense. Like, this this guy's going to be just numbers everywhere. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd be the number one receiver with Caleb Williams. Like, and it, yeah, in the Lincoln-Riley offense, it's pretty self-explanatory. You're probably going to put up big numbers. I mean, it's just not rocket science. Be smart here. It's not a recipe over, for success. Not overthink it. It's a recipe for success right there. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of ways you can go, but when I think of like the electrifying, the fun, it's got to have a little chaos at yeah. times to be electric. I'm going Bonex. Oh, nothing yeah. like the Bonex experience. There's nothing like the Bonex <laughs> experience. experience. The Bonex he, experience. It, it was better at Oregon, I will say, oh, but yeah. God, did. I just keep going back. I can't get the Auburn days out of my head where he'd come around throwing 360 pass, 50 yards on the field, trying to make a play. That's what I love. That's electrifying because those plays happen in college football. You're going to throw something up and it's going to work and it's going to be awesome. And they're, they're going to score a lot of points like they do. They got a good receiver. I forget his name, but they're going to, he's so much fun to watch. And that's my guy. He's a guy too who it feels like, he needs to get like fucking hit hard by like a linebacker or something. And then after that, he's just like, all right, let's turn it on. Let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. He's just like a big fucking, I don't know. He's, he's so much fun. Something has to happen in the game. Where yeah. It's like, okay, something clicks and he's just going to turn up. Didn't he throw a lefty pass last year or something? Like Auburn, he did. He was rolling out and he tried to throw a lefty. I think that's going <laughs> to LSU. I don't last year too, but he's rolling out. And they have like his right arm. He like threw a tried to throw a twenty yard pass on the field with his left hand. There was one where he was getting spun around. He made the play. I can't remember who it was. It was like one. Of, I don't know if it was last year in the backwards one. Look it up. Yeah, it's or was that Mahomes? No, he was. I don't know if it was backwards or something. But he's getting spun around. He threw it, and it it was completed for like a first down. <laughs> That's the Bo Nix experience. I'm all in. I love that. I mean, yeah, that that just fired me the fuck up. Yeah, you gotta love that. That's college football. He's That's college, college football. He's a college team. football quarterback. Yes, I got a great one. Spencer Rattler. He's kind of an asshole. Kind of talks a lot of shit. Never know what you're gonna get out of him. Ended the year good last year. Was the number one recruit in high school. Could come out and be the best quarterback. You just don't know what the guy. He's everywhere. That's kind of chaos. I love Turn the big. I just. Rattler. Love- yeah, I mean that's gonna be. I just looked. I just looked right up now. Bo Nix play, and it was a touchdown. It was against LSU. <laughs> no, but he's uh, literally scrambling. Oh, it wasn't. So he was like five guys around him. He's getting tackled by his legs. He throws a forty-yard touchdown down to a guy in the back of the end zone. It was fourth and two as well. Yeah, yeah it's just Bo Nix for you. Uh, back to Spencer Rattler. Like he's a guy that 
he's going to be must-see TV for me because I'm going to love to see him fail, but he's also such, like, a – like, he's, like, an improviser, like, as a quarterback. Like, he has, like, a really good ability to do that at times, and he'll just be fun to watch in general. So, yeah, I like the pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in on Rattler, too. I mean, I just – I wanted him to be so good because he just has that, like he, – he's, like – a good college quarterback come in be a little cocky be a little asshole i just like what college quarterbacks the the most memorable college quarterbacks were like that they're maybe just a little more liked by the the fans because like you think about like they're actually good Baker so, yeah johnny Manziel, like those guys are really good but they're assholes like that's why i was like if he comes in and he is who he's supposed to be at oklahoma too and he was just a monster just a cocky bastard he, everyone would have loved him, but it's just that he wasn't good. That's why people, I think, kind of turned yeah. on him. I just decided I'm going to hate USC because Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley ruined Spencer Rattler's career. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't like USC. Yeah, I wouldn't that. say they ruined his career because yeah. he was the Starter. third quarter, the the third quarterback of their little – or fourth quarterback of, of their Heisman runs. So it's not like – Oh, no, I hate him. It's not like he goes to Lincoln Riley. It's like, okay, Lincoln Riley is the reason he sucked. He laid two Heismans and a Heisman finalist right before him. <laughs> Don't care. Literally right before him. Not his career. The three quarterbacks in front of him were two Heismans and then a guy that, that was a finalist. That right? the quarterback that was behind him on that team won a fucking Heisman the next year. Heisman <laughs> the next year. <laughs> Fuck him. Yeah, that's it's Lincoln Riley's fault. Don't think it's either their fault. Um, so more guys, though. Marvin Harrison Jr. is obviously a human highlight film. Uh, Drake May. Drake May isn't only a gifted passer. He led his team in fucking rushing last year. I mean, granted, they never ran the fucking ball, but still, like, he's electric. Um, Rocket Sanders at Arkansas. This might be partly because of his name, but also because this guy's like, what could be the best running back in college football this year. Um, Travis Hunter at Colorado. He's playing both ways. I think they're, he's practicing both ways anyway. But, yeah, if Dion throws him at DB, which he'll be one of the best DBs in the country, and then wide receiver also, that'll be so much fun to watch. And then uh, my last one, Quinshawn Judkins at Ole Miss. I think he's, like, projected to be or have the most yards at least at running back next year. I think he was also a freshman. But, yeah, uh, Ole Miss, he'll be, like, one of the few, like, really good things going on there. And Ole Miss is just fun to watch in general. But, yeah, those are my honorable mentions. Oh yeah, those are all good ones. Um, the Graham Mertz gotta throw him in there. <laughs> yeah, really excited. Um, kind of all I could think of. Uh, should I move the next one? Yeah. Uh, coach on the hottest hot seat. So obviously Brian Ferentz at Iowa is going to be up there, but I'm going to go with Brent Venables at Oklahoma. Um, so Brent Venables came from Clemson as a defense coordinator and he steps into the Oklahoma job and he proceeds to have the second worst defense in the big 12. Ladies and gentlemen, the big 12 is not known at all for having good defenses. They're actually like really fucking bad. And for him to come in year one, I think he only won six games, went six and seven and has that bad of a defense year is like really fucking like pathetic. And then, I don't know. He's got Dylan Gabriel at quarterback going into this year. Not a big Dylan Gabriel guy. I don't think a lot of people are saying Oklahoma is like one of them teams that is like a good like bounce back team this year. I think they're only saying that for how bad they were last year that they can't really get worse. 
But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go Brent Venables, especially since they're joining the SEC. If he puts up another stinker of a year this year, I think he's he could be fired, like, I mean, by halfway mark of the year after that, like, something like that. But, yeah, I don't know. That's my pick. They, like, people say they think Oklahoma will recruit very well in the SEC for some reason. I mean, I they just think that. So, but – they're not in the SEC yet. They don't have those recruits yet. So, yeah, I, I like that pick because you can't come into Oklahoma and take over Lincoln Riley's job and be this bad. Like, you got to be at least contending for the Big 12, like, and right away. Oklahoma's a, Oklahoma's a blue blood school. Like, they are – one of the best college football teams programs ever, so. Yeah, their fans are nuts. Like, if he, if he wins another – if he has another six-win season, he's fucking canned. They're, they've literally been good since – the two th- like the early two thousands, like the ninety, like they're they like just, they've always been good. They're the most like consistent team if you're going back that far than like any other team in college football. Yeah, literally. So, yeah, they, you need to turn that around. They're not going to be. It's not going to be acceptable. And it's not like they're like a a team that can't just find a really good new coach and recruit right. just fine. Like yep. they literally. Mine, I think, there's really it's kind of cheating because this guy is pretty much already fired. It's uh, Neil Brown. He is literally – he's fired. He's, like – for some reason, he still has the job at West Virginia. That's – yeah. But he is – he's technically fired, too. Like, there's no way he should have even had a job this year. Like, he's came to West Virginia in 2019, 5-7, and 6-4, and 6-7, and 5-7. And West Virginia has not really been that bad. Like, they're a decent football program. They were. They can kind of win games. They can kind of can not maybe contend for a Big Ten championship, but or Big Twelve championship. But you got to take what you can with who you are. He came in and just shit the bed. He is literally fired. Like everyone said, he should have been fired. I think West Virginia said he should have been fired. Wanted him to be fired, but he's still coaching. So he literally has to pretty much win the Big Twelve or he's gone. Yeah, or West Virginia has to hope he gets a no, DUI man. or something so they they can fire him. But um. Yeah, so it's, it. it's weird with him because he, ever since, like, Will Greer, they had said he keeps, like, bringing in these quarterbacks and just, they just will not turn out for him. And, um, like, last year, fucking, what's his dumb ass from Georgia? Um, who is West Virginia's Daniels? quarterback? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now he's at fucking Rice. Like, it, yeah, West Virginia is pathetic, and I want them to be, like, competitive. But, yeah. It's actually insane how he has a job. Like, he shouldn't. He hasn't had a winning record really at all. No. Like, you suck. Fire him. It's not that hard. (laughs) Mine's good. (laughs) Who is it? Jimbo Fisher. Yep. I just saw it pop up on TV. They were 101, the 101st team in offense last year, points per game. And they had and the they top recruiting class. The number one recruiting class. And everybody that he recruited, like I think it was more than like 70% of them left. Right after everybody hated on Saban for saying something about Jimbo Fisher, like getting buying all these players. recruits, buying players. And then he had all these players and none of them did shit and they were ass. Yeah. So well, they're freshmen. They weren't going to play anyway. Yeah, but they all left anyway, though. Yeah. They all left. They all ended up um, leaving. Well, I think – They're poor. I think 70% of them – entered the portal, but I think a lot of them returned because, like, there, there's a lot of hype going around Texas A&M this year. Uh, the only thing, like, that you could really back them up with was that they 
lost like a ton of like one score games and they had like I think they beat a pretty big team at the end of last year. I forget who though. But um they they bring in a new offense coordinator who's supposed to be like this fucking mastermind. I forget his name. He has an Italian name. It's like Patino, Richard Patino or fucking I, no. It Patrino, Bobby Patrino. Bobby Bobby Patrino. He's supposed to be like this fucking great college football coach, supposed to turn it around. So like if they start winning these one score games cuz their offense was so fucking bad, then maybe it'll work out, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not big on Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher either. So, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Uh, next we'll have dark horse of the year. This could either be a player or a team. Um, all the teams I have down all of their quarterbacks are pretty much going to be my dark horse, but, uh, let's see, I'm going to pick a team. We haven't really talked about. I'll go back to Washington. Um, I'll take like Washington as a team and, um, fucking Michael Penix. Uh, Michael Penix was unreal last year It fucking, it sucks. Cause I watched his highlight film from last year and obviously it's just highlights so all you see is a good shit but he can fucking sling it and these wide receivers he has are unreal everybody's returning on their offense like they could easily have they'll be right up there with usc for usc and like oregon for best offenses in the pac-12 uh they're gonna be so electric to watch and um yeah they're gonna be my dark horse like obviously they're gonna have to climb those two mountains of oregon and uh usc to be able to get that crown and i mean fuck even utah but yeah i i like washington a lot this year yeah i just can't i'm not doing it i just can't buy into michael Penix. you like, hate it i literally like physically like you want to you're like he's good he had a good year last year they have everyone back but i can't come to grips with it because in the back of my mind is indiana yeah he was so bad at indiana like historically bad they were horrible so i just can't come to grips with it but He's good. I mean, you can get him at 16 to 1 as Heisman. And some, a lot of people like that because he's going to put up numbers. To back him up, though, Lou. I'm going to go. Where, my bad. But to back him up, he had the worst coach in college football at Indiana. And I don't even think he has a job anywhere right now. But I think he had, like, injuries, too. But that's nevertheless. I get what you mean. I, I can see where you're coming from. Just It's, like, nothing really against, like, like, literally, like, Logan says I hate him. It's nothing against, like, Literally him against Indiana at all. Like, I don't hate Indiana football. It's just I can't come to grips with it saying that he's going to be good. When I saw him play at Indiana, and he was so goddamn bad. Well, when they were supposed to be so good. In, Indiana, Indiana had so much hype. Indiana had so much hype that year. Then Iowa comes to town, fucking beats shit out of. That was the year we. What, what were we ranked second in the country till we fucking lost to Purdue or whatever? Yeah. Like that was. Like one of the yeah. stepping stones to get in that number two spot, yeah. but yeah, that team was like one of the most overrated teams of all time, or like preseason. He was running it, so I, it's just like something in the back of my mind. I just can't get over it. But anyways, so I already said like Oregon State, blah blah. blah. I'm gonna go with the quarterback. I mentioned him earlier, Riley Leonard at Duke. Duke is terrible at supposed to be horrible last year. Put together a pretty decent season. Because this guy was a quarterback. He was good. I, I guess numbers, 2,900 yards, 63 completion, 20 touchdowns, six interceptions. Nothing crazy. Doesn't jump out at you. But I think he's good. Like, Duke quarterbacks, too. They I love Duke football. So, Dan, Daniel Jones, obviously. But there was a quarterback before him or maybe after him that was, like, pretty solid. I love Duke and football. And I just – I don't know. I think Riley Leonard 
they were supposed to be terrible last year, like worst team in the ACC, one of the worst teams in the country. I think they almost had a win record. I think they made a bowl game, maybe. I could be completely wrong there. But I think it's due to him, right, Leonard? I'm going to go him as my dark horse. Not how he's going Heisman or anything, but I think he'll be good. And I like Duke football, too. It's it's fun when Duke football is like is just ranked, good. It's like it's borderline weird. ranked. I love Duke football because, you know, like, they're just – it's so random. It's like recently how Kentucky's been getting good. It's like weird. Yeah, it's, it's like funny. and like it. No, is this is me? Like when you look at Duke's like or Kentucky's uniforms, like you think they're not allowed to play football. This is basketball. Like, this like, is literally basketball. Like North Carolina, they all had football. They, they, they yeah. they're like it's not that bad. But when I look at Duke and Kentucky playing football, I'm like that's not allowed. So that's why I love Duke football. But Kentucky, I don't really care. But like Duke, I love Duke football for no reason. They're not really good ever. They're not really great. They're not really bad. They're just kind of there. But I love it. Yeah, they're nine and four. Yeah, the thing is though, they a lot of them games they just came out one like by the skin of their teeth. And like you're right, like Duke is was supposed to be fucking dog shit. I just think in the in ACC, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. It's a quarterback league where if you have the best quarterback on the field, you have like a really good chance of winning. I mean, it doesn't really matter like who you're playing. And uh, yeah, Riley Leonard, he it kind of like reminds me of like. North Carolina a bit where like I know one player on this team and they're gonna play really fucking good. It's just let's just see what happens. And um yeah, that's I yeah, I like Riley Leonard too. It's just that team it it is fucking terrible. They were supposed to be literally like worst team in college football last year. Like literally they're really bad. that bad, but like I'm looking at their scores last year. They lost to UNC by three, smoked Miami, beat Wake Forest, Pitt was by two. Like they're in these games, like a lot of these good games, and then they smoked US UCF in the bowl game. Like Those are really oh, lost to Kansas, but Kansas had a good year, year. So I mean, it's just like I don't know. I think this is a, he's the reason for it. So yeah, I wonder what they're. We're gonna run they're... out of time here soon. So oh, well, yeah. Should we wait, Joey, or should I say it? Uh, we'll just wait because less... I'll probably have a take we'll anyway. But yeah, we'll be back. All right, go ahead, Logan. All right, so. My um, sleeper team. Should I go team or player? Yeah. Team. Oh, you do either. I'm going to do both. I'm going to start right. with team, though. Missouri. <laughs> oh, my God. That was one of his teams he picked, remember? Their, their coach is like, I think he's, I was looking at the hot seat rankings. I think he's like at the top, isn't he? Let's look at. Let's wait. They're not, they're not, I'm not saying they're going to. The hot seat doesn't mean you're fired, though. I'm not That's saying fair. they're going to. I'm not saying they're gonna win an outstanding amount. You can of games. get them at fifteen to one to win the. Wait, can we check SEC. something real quick? Or let's go division. Let's make. Can it we easier. go to my? Can we check real quick? Um, What'd you get them at? Missouri Southeast Division winner plus oh, division. four thousand yeah, division dollar to win forty one. Is what I, I have. was wrong. It was one. It was one hundred fifty to one. My bad. Not fifty. I'm not. 15. Yeah, and I'm not saying they're gonna win the SEC. But Where's they are going to upset at least one team and scare some teams. Dude, get them now. They're 80 to 1 now. Should I double down? Yeah, 40. Double down? <laughs> I'm doubling down. That's $2. Probably out the drain. But I'm not saying they're going to – yeah, like I just said, they're not going to win it and get to the fucking playoffs. I'm not saying that. They're going to surprise a lot of people. And they – do they play Georgia this year? I don't know what they're – Think they can get them again? They're going to watch. I think last year it was – it might have been at Missouri, though. It was. 
But I'm just saying they have a very good defense. I think everybody came back almost. I don't know why. I saw I saw TikTok on it and last year. I bet Missouri. They do play Georgia at Georgia. At oh at oh, oh yeah, they're on the same oh, side. Fuck. At Georgia. They're, they're uh, on the same side. Scratch yeah. at Georgia. Never mind. But they're gonna they're gonna upset at least one team. And everybody's gonna everybody heard this. Everybody listening. I told Pull you. Pull me so. LSU. That's the game that's gonna happen. They're gonna beat LSU. Or Tennessee. No, no, that's fucked up. K State, maybe. No, it's gonna be LSU. They're gonna beat LSU. All right, Missouri, have, they're gonna beat them. I have two takes. Um, one. Wait, wait. Let me say this though. Yep. If if they win that LSU game, my take was right. Nothing else matters. If they go lose every game but they beat LSU, my take was right about Missouri. I'll, I, I'll back that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. Sweet. So, their best wide receiver, who's like a fucking stud last year, he went to Georgia, so that kind of blows. But they have the greatest kicker I've ever seen in college history. He, that Georgia game, he's this fat white dude. He's fat as shit. And Luke, I know you remember this. He was just hitting absolute nukes and draining these field goals left and right. Almost was almost enough to beat Georgia. And really they pretty much only beat Georgia by kicking field goals. And it was the most impressive performance I've ever seen by a man who looks like he would never be able to belong on a F- on a football field ever. And that guy was a hero that night. I hope he got laid even though they lost, but they have the best kicker ever. He was a monster. I do remember that. It was like 50 yards yard after 50 yards. Boom, boom, boom. Look at the scores in that. Look at the scores. Yeah, yeah very low score game last year. We're, 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 they lack teams up. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to beat LSU. That's the only game I care about. That's going to be the biggest day of my – the biggest game of my life. Is that game. LSU. Well, I mean, yeah, you've got all the odds the in your favor, and you're not LSU's wrong. winning the SEC, so. But they're going to have they – Is that one of your teams, Luke? No, I don't think I picked them. I forget. I no. might have. I forget. I think you picked Someone them. Someone picked them. Joey, you picked them. I know my teams. I have a future on them, but I didn't pick them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I I have future on Missouri. Okay, we good for the next one. Yeah. Uh, most overrated player slash team going into the next year. Uh, fuck. I mean, I could go like a lot of ways here. I'm gonna go. This is gonna be gross. Ohio State. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just don't think. No, I'm not taking Ohio State. They could eat. Yeah. Fuck it. Never mind. Uh, I'll go Oklahoma. Fuck Oklahoma. Go Texas. Uh, hook them. Um, like I, everything I said about Oklahoma earlier applies to this. Um, second wet worst defense in the fucking Big Twelve last year. That's disgusting. Um, I think there's a lot of other teams in the Big Twelve that could easily beat them this year. Uh, Dylan Gabriel. I don't think he's that good. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll take Oklahoma. Yeah. See, I put a future on them to win the Big Twelve. Don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. I, I did though. I um, whatever. Who cares? I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I think Oklahoma as a team that what's their over under wins completely turned around. I don't know why. Let me look. That Logan, they they're are open. they are like one of those teams that like a lot Nine of people think they're gonna turn around. Yeah, Nine and a I'm half. Saying. I can see it turning around. Over under nine and a half for Oklahoma. A lot of a a lot of wins. I didn't take their over under wins. I took their oh to win the Big Twelve. Yeah, yeah, okay. Nine and a half is a lot of wins. 
or ten wins is a lot. Yeah. Um, um, mine's pretty easy. Um, they don't have to that. Okay, this makes sense. They don't have to play Kansas State, Texas Tech, or Baylor this year, and they lost all there three of go. those teams last year. Um, they also there lost to Texas forty-nine to fucking zero. So. <laughs> 49 to 0. <laughs> that was personal. Jesus. <laughs> no, th- look it up. It's a fact. We we oh, beat them 49 to fucking. That's awesome. I'll never forget Wasn't that. Wasn't it TCU? No, TCU was the team when they were ranked 6 or something. TCU beat, beat them 40 to nothing. It was TCU that did that. Yeah. Two. I have a. Okay, my next one. I wrote one down, but it's the dumbest thing ever because it's not going to be overrated. They're just not going to be good. Um, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, you're gonna say Alabama. It. It's over. It's over. They were Nick one of my, Saban era is done. They were one of my sleeper the teams. Nick, I forgot to bring them up. The Nick Saban era is done. That's what everybody thinks. They don't have a quarterback. Yeah, they didn't have quarterbacks back in the day, but they also had fucking Derrick Henry running the ball and Mark Ingram and the best defense you could possibly think of in your entire life. You think Georgia's defense is good? Go look at those Bama defenses they had when they had Jake Coker as their quarterback. They don't have that shit anymore. The Nick Saban era is over. It's a bold take. Done. It's a bold take I, about Bama and Nick Saban. I can't wait to talk about Alabama in our SEC breakdown, which will probably be the last like breakdown episode we have. I mean, if we're going in that order of importance, a, but it's a bold bold move going at Bama and Saban. But I mean, you're Will just saying you're just saying overrated as in like winning a national championship, right? No, because like, that's their standard. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Well, yeah. Well, so I I, I agree with what you're saying. The one that I'm about to say, mine's fair. No, but the one I'm about to say, I they're going to be the number two team in the country to start the year. Yeah. And I just don't think they're going to be the number two team in the country. I think LSU is going absolutely going to win their division. I yeah, I mean that's not bad. Yeah. Yep. The other team I was going to say was Nebraska, just because I think they're going to suck. I thought that's who you're going to say. <laughs> They're not supposed to be that yeah, good. Yeah, I don't think right they're – yeah. They're literally third – supposed to be third worst in the in the West, so whatever. Yeah, and Matt Rule's first two years at both schools he was at was just terrible. He's He builds he, he builds his own program. He doesn't transfer guys in and just turn it overnight, so. Yeah. Uh, my team is Georgia. Oh, they're not going to win three in a row. They're not going to win at all. They're going to end with two losses because they're going to lose a regular season game because they're not going to be seen a schedule. They're going to lose a regular season game. That's the reason why they're they've the been favorites. Two, they've, been two per, they've been too perfect recently. And then they're going to lose in the SC championship, and they're going to maybe get in. Cupcake schedule, Logan. Literally, so – South Carolina, that's a home win for against us. South Carolina. South Carolina. Home against South Carolina. Their literally toughest game is probably they do play Tennessee at the end of the year. That's the game. At Tennessee. Is. But other than that, it's probably at Auburn. Florida. You're your high. At Graham Mertz. Yeah, but it's like uh, Florida. Florida was also on my uh overrated team going into this year. Um what their coach is doing is like similar to what Matt Rule does, is he just building an insane roster like they're the, the guy at florida is doing it much better he's as unreal he had number three recruiting class i think right now last year he had all freshmen and then just a bunch of bums as transfers 
This year he's kind of doing the same thing. I think next year Florida is going to be really dangerous, but this year they're like ranked in the preseason pool somehow. I don't see it. I think Graham Mertz is a fucking bitch, even though transfers do really good so usually. But so is Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. Oh, I forgot of dark horse. So, oh, gosh, Oklahoma State. Go Cowboys. Oh. Over six and a half wins. Lock it in. It's easy money. Yep. Easy money. Their schedule is so easy. They're going to dominate. They might win the Big 12. They're probably not going to win the Big 12. Nope. But they're going to be close because this is what we got it at. Gundy never is, has a bad season. He hasn't, ever. Had a, he hasn't had a losing record in ever. like 10 or 15 years, and it's at six and a half. So free money. And the mullet's back. Mullet is back. So at, at Big Twelve Media Days, he pulls up with the mullet. It's back. It's all gas. Um, okay, and then yeah. So I mean, that's all we have for superlatives. I threw in one, but I didn't tell you guys about it because I just forgot. But I put teams that would make their first playoff appearance, and I just have Texas and USC. I mean, I don't know if you guys can think of another one, but um, Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if we score 25 points a game, we technically could make it to the playoff. I like Penn State. Have they, I yeah, yeah, I guess they probably never have made the play. Yeah, I like Penn State a lot too. Yeah, I was gonna say LSU, but I was like, yeah, they kind of they did make it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Um, who's the other one I was gonna say? I had one. Tennessee, maybe. I don't know. I I don't think so, but. I literally, I really hope it's Tennessee, LSU in that in the SEC championship game. It's gonna be so much more fun than Georgia, Bama, like every year. Yeah, yeah. that would be fun. Um, yeah, I know we're running long, but I have to throw this into the episode because it's so interesting. But so the Big Twelve, they like other expansion teams. Something like really interesting happened with like all those teams, and I think it's like really fun to talk about. So they got Houston and UCF. Cincinnati and BYU, but so Houston, they're like technically the number one recruiting destination for prospects. Like they produce the greatest prospects out of there. Then UCF in Florida, Florida is like the number one state in general to get recruits out of. And Cincinnati, like that whole Ohio and Michigan part of the United States, huge fucking fertile land for recruits too. So the big 12 is super interesting where they're spread out all across the map and they're, they have, major like recruiting hotspots um i'm not saying like the top recruits are gonna are gonna fucking go to houston or florida but you kind of see in florida at least and texas where every now and then you just see one of their like lesser thought of programs they'll just explode and have great years like ucf has had their years and um i mean even like the tcu or whatever you know like that they're going to get guys that a lot of people aren't going to like notice as much or rank as high as other players in their class. And I think it's really going to benefit the big 12. I mean, I know they lost two of the biggest programs in college football period, but the way that they brought in schools that just are perfect for, I mean, they're perfect for like a coach who knows how to recruit. Like we could, see one of these teams really explode because if you're, if you're a fucking recruit in Houston, you're not going to go to Houston because you're not in a power five. 
But now that they're in a power five, that helps you so much fucking more at getting recruits than what it would be saying, hey, come to my fucking G5 school. And there's an element to that being all over the country too. Cause like that's literally the biggest um, knock for a lot of teams is like, we don't play. Like we can't, like the Big Ten, for example, is hard to recruit in the, in the West because like, yeah, we don't play. You know, be like, oh, we'll be there a couple of times a year, but you're not going to be. Now you are. So they're going to be everywhere. They have the only person that's competing with like a Cincinnati, like Cincinnati for recruiting wise is literally Iowa State in like the Midwest and like the East, you know, like the Northeast. Like really they could own that. Yeah. Like Pac-12 they, wise. They, yeah. Or Big 12 wise. Yeah. Like Big 12 wise. They could own that whole entire part of the country. Well, yeah. Them I mean, and Iowa State could share. Like you saw what Luke Fickle did. Like in the G5, being able to get a bunch of recruits out of Cincinnati or Ohio and Michigan, and then fucking Scott Frost and UCF, even Gus Melzahn right now, like they're getting like really good guys down in UCF. Uh, fucking Lane Kiffin down in Florida Atlantic, he had a great run when he was the head coach of them. Then like obviously Texas, they, I mean, there's so many fucking colleges there. Like some of them have good seasons, others don't. But you know, I could go on forever. And the thing with Florida is like. How big can they be? Because literally you have Georgia's get taken out of there. Georgia's taking all those guys. Florida State's on the on the rise. Um Miami. And Miami probably's gonna be good in like a couple of years. If not, maybe even this year they'll be solid. And Florida, I mean they might be doing something like fucking Colorado. You know how many Florida guys Colorado has now? It's insane. It's like so how many guys can really keep pulling out of florida no i, under, teams. I like, understand i'm just saying though like you see schools in like smaller states i mean even like iowa they they get to see their hometown players like way more than like other states do and like in florida you might see a guy that's like super underrated get hit a bit i mean it's just been done before that's why i'm saying and then since right, absolutely and since they're in a conference they can that's just even more leverage recruiting wise so I mean, you just get the right yeah. coach. Like, that's. I think Melzahn almost, almost won a championship. So, I think he fucking sucks as a coach, but it, it we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. He's literally a throwaway from winning the championship. Yeah. By James Winston. What are you supposed to do there, really? But, uh, yeah, I mean, anyways, yeah, that was a really long episode. I had so much fun doing that, though. I'm. As you can tell, I'm, like, really fucking horny for this college football season. Um, I mean, yeah, if you guys got anything else left to say, go ahead. I can't wait. I can't wait for our Futures episode. That's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. I have way too many. We, by, we get an, that's what I say, so do I. If we get enough guys, we might have just every team in college football. Someone have a future on them. Right. Then, yeah. then we'll cover up. Perfect. <laughs> I can't wait till bowl season because I have so many futures to the fact where I could head. I'm probably going to be able to hedge like a shit ton. <laughs> like over, like championships, like, and like over under wins and stuff. Is that what you mean? I mean, even like the national championship in general, and then uh, division winners, like shit, like that. Like when when it gets you know down that like once championships yeah. start happening in general, like yeah, it'll be be fun as fuck. Uh, it's- I have a lot of futures and I have more coming, so. 
<laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to unload the clip even I'm, more once it gets closer. So I'll be locked in when we have our episode. Maybe I'll add a couple more, but when you that episode, episode, it's going to be insane. No, I might have too many at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, Logan's home run derby. Yeah, my home run derby. You did, <laughs> Eventually, you did, you're going to lose money. There was no way to win money. Yeah, I think it was fun. I think it was really fun, too, is I think a lot of people – are going to like the fact that we're sticking to college football. I mean, I, I I was saying earlier how I listen to like a lot of college football shit. I think we do it fucking way better than what they do. I think they just take a lot of like headlines and just exaggerate the shit out of them. I think we'll provide like a lot and uh, hope you guys ride with us because that'll be even more fun. Just having a bunch of locker room guys getting banged up on Saturdays, watching college football. This, this season's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. I'm ready to roll. But, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, that's all I got for you guys. So thank you so much for listening. Shout out Jad's Pizza. And uh, as always, take her easy. This kid is a gamer. He's a follower. He's a playmaker and a shot caller. In case you didn't know, I got T-Bowed. He shattered the mold. And all he does is win. All, all, all he does is win games. Listen. I got T-Bowed. He shattered the mold. And all he does is win. All, 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 he, all he does is unleash. Tell T-Bowed. Let him go. It's time. You're an illusion. Let him play. Let him play. Okay, on Sunday. Unleash. Tell T-Bowed. Let him go. It's time. You're an illusion. Let him play. I'm going to church Sunday. Run pass out. I think that's my game. I guarantee you that! I'm no John Elway. He's rewriting the book. Week in and week out. He's a unique football player. That's what Tim Tebow's all about. He's a gamer. He's a baller. Playmaker. Shut corner. He's a gamer. He's a baller. Playmaker. Shut corner. Unleash! Tim Tebow! Let him go. It's time! Turn him loose. Let him play! Let him play! On Sunday. And all he does is win. All, all, all he does is win. One more game. One more win. All, all, all he does is win games.